Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast with Cruz. Thanks for joining me for a new episode of the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. You know, I decided I'm going to take a week off. I shouldn't have done that because we have a lot to recap, including the race at Coda and Richmond, penalties upheld for one team, and apparently NASCAR team owners are not happy with NASCAR. Let's talk about it now. We're kicking off the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Time now for your race day rewind. Well, we'll start things with the Eco Park Automotive Texas Grand Prix. It was a huge win for 2311 and Tyler Reddick. He was dominant during that race, which is not that common because you don't think Tyler Reddick in road courses, but he did a wonderful job. A lot of the drivers, though, if you noticed, after the race looked exhausted. Denny Hamlin saying on his podcast that he was okay, but you could clearly see that Tyler was wore out from that race and had to rest next to his car after the win. I really feel bad for Jimmy Johnson. He was involved in a lap one wreck. Didn't even have a chance to run the race last Sunday. And I know the Legacy Motor Club was hoping for better results. Now, I applaud NASCAR for removing the cautions for this race after a stage was over. I really like that, and I feel like it really kept things flowing for sure. But yeah, what a great race for Tyler Reddick, getting his first win for Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. The top five from Coda was Tyler Reddick, obviously, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain, and William Byron. A lot of talk after the race, too, not only for the drivers being exhausted, but eyes were on Daniel Suarez. He was not real happy with Alex Bowman and even his own teammate, Ross Chastain, chasing them both down and bumping into him after the race was over. The biggest thing, though, was that he rear-ended Alex Bowman on pit road. This actually got NASCAR's attention. He ended up with a $50,000 fine for that action. Now let's switch gears here. Talk about the latest race, the Toyota Owners 400 that happened at Richmond Raceway. I thought this race was pretty great too. I love Richmond. Every time I think about it, I think of Kevin Harvick battling out with, well, just about everybody, but especially Ricky Rudd. Those two had some really great races at Richmond. But you know who didn't have a great race? Martin Truex. It looked like he was going to just sail off with the win until a late race caution ruined his day. Why was this an issue? Well, the 19 team used up all of their tires allowed by NASCAR. So when he came in on that late race caution, they had to use scuff tires. that had six laps on them. The rest of the field, brand new, fresh good years. Here's the audio between Martin and his crew chief after the race. What a nightmare. I know it. Let's survive here. My tires are flat. Sorry, we f***ing hurt ourselves. I don't understand what you just said, but that was pitiful. Had scuffed tires on there because we hosed ourselves taking that set in stage one. So we were regardless. Sorry, we f***ed up. You didn't tell me you put scuffs on, so I didn't know what the f*** was wrong, okay? Jesus. There's no point in telling you. We'll f*** either way. J.J. Yaley also had a real bad day getting dumped by Denny Hamlin early in the race itself. Now, Denny on his podcast saying that, hey, I take full responsibility for the accident. And he said this was not intentional at all. And Ryan Blaney's bad luck continues. He left a wedge wrench in the car. Well, not him, but his team. But he got the penalty for it. And I swear, if Blaney didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all this season. He just cannot get things turned around in that number 12 Ford. And oddly enough, Tyler Reddick really struggled at Richmond. 
He had a spin late in the race in his 23-11 team, just couldn't get that car figured out. And oddly enough, Michael Jordan was on the pit box for the race. I'm sure he was frustrated, not only with the 45 team, but the 23 team also. They had a penalty on pit road that really got them out of the running. William Byron, you know, he was having a pretty good run in his 24 Chevrolet. That was until a late race caution came out. There was a restart and Christopher Bell ended up getting into him and basically punting the 24 car into the wall. In the end, though, Kyle Larson was able to hold off for a big win for his number five team. And there's no question and no doubt that Hendrick Motorsports seems to have this new car figured out. The final finish for Richmond was Kyle Larson, followed by Josh Berry in his best career finish, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, and Kevin Harvick. The points after the race at Richmond look like this. Alex Bowman first, followed by Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, William Byron, and Kevin Harvick. Here's what Jeff Gordon had to say about Larson's win on Sunday. When you're in the car, the adrenaline and working with these guys and seeing what they put into it, um, you're a part of the effort that's on the racetrack. And there's an emotion that you'll never be able to compare to. But I can I can tell you that when you know we win a championship like we did in you know 20 and 21. You know, to me, those are very, very exciting moments for me where I felt like I was driving. Um, you know, today it's it's exciting and it's emotional, but it's mainly just seeing these guys do their their job and and do it well, do it at a high level, and stepping up when the when the pressure's on, and you know whether it's a pit call or whether it's a restart or it's a, a pit stop, you know whatever it may be. That's that's you you just feel pride. You know, you feel pride in in the organization because you see how they work throughout the week over the off season and what they're focused on, and then seeing that turn into results. And I know everybody works hard in this garage area and, and probably deserves to have great results. But when you do get it, you know, you, you just feel extremely fortunate to work with such great people and have such great people on the race teams as well as behind the wheel. NASCAR News Now. Well, if you missed the news, the National Motorsports Appeals Panel actually ruled to amend the L2 penalty issued against the Hendrick Motorsports cars. There will be no loss of championship and playoff team owner and driver's points, but the $100,000 fine and the four-race suspension for Cliff Daniels, Rudy Fugel, Alan Gustafson, and Blake Harris will remain in effect. And this is pretty interesting. So Cup team owners have boycotted their Wednesday meeting with NASCAR. This is a quarterly one that takes place. The reasoning is that they are displeased with the status of the revenue talks with the sanctioning body. This is according to NBC Sports. There was an issued statement from NASCAR about the boycott. It said that NASCAR is committed to open and productive dialogue on a regular basis with all industry stakeholders. We remain committed to continuing discussions in the spirit of collaboration and with the shared goal of growing our sport for the benefit of our stakeholders. If you remember last October, Cup team executives saying that they needed additional revenue to fix a broken business model with NASCAR. We are keeping an eye on that for sure. And this is pretty cool. So Procter & Gamble, who owns Tide & Gain, will be on the Kulig Racing Cars this weekend, both the 31 and the 16. It's cool to see the Tide ride always back on the track. And Trackhouse Racing co-owner Justin Marks has confirmed that his Project 91 ride won't run Kimi Raikkonen in the next Cup appearance, but he has a done deal with a new driver and a new sponsor. 
Well, this is pretty cool. So Arctic Outdoors and NASCAR officially agreeing on a multi-year partnership to make the brand the official cooler and the official drinkware of NASCAR. They're also going to debut officially licensed NASCAR coolers and drinkware that you can buy on the NASCAR website. And Sugarlands announcing that it is teaming with NASCAR on a 75th anniversary limited edition moonshine. It's going to make its debut at Bristol Motor Speedway this weekend at the track, and it will be available for purchase at retailers nationwide while supplies last. Looks like the flavor might be a pina colada, so check that out and get it while you can. This is your Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Well, the race this Sunday will be the Food City Dirt Race happening at Bristol Motor Speedway. The race this Sunday kicks off around 7 on Fox. You can listen to it on PRN or Sirius XM. Practice is on Friday with qualifying being on Saturday. Some of my top performers for the race, I feel like Ryan Priest is going to have a really great race, along with Joey Logano, who's surprisingly good at Bristol Dirt. Kyle Larson, I think he's going to have a great run also. My dark horse is going to be Jonathan Davenport which is he really a dark horse though? I mean, the guy is such a great dirt racer and we'll be driving that Kolig racing Chevrolet. So I think he's going to do all right. And don't miss the Advent Health 400 happening Kansas Speedway, May 7th. It's going to be a great race. Some great seats still available for this. Get all the information and your tickets at kansasspeedway.com and I will see you there. Well, I hope you have a great Easter and enjoy the dirt race at Bristol. Be sure to keep up with the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast on our Facebook page. Just type it in your Google machine and well, you'll be sure to find us. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Cruise and the Days of Thunder podcast. Find out more NASCAR info at thebull1051.com.